faithwire.com. Ukraine, the latest there. And plus, we dive into Florida's parental rights and education bill and show you how the mainstream media is working in concert with left-wing activists. Today's Tuesday, March 8, 2022. I'm Dan Andros, and we'll have that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We'd love to have you join us as we go through the news of the day with a Christian perspective. Joining me today, as always, Trey Goins Phillips, Billy Hallowell from CBN's Faithwire as well with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, guys? Well, it's almost uh, Saturday. It's one almost step weekend. closer. One step closer, everybody. Almost Saturday. We did gallop. it. One gallop we did it. closer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be talking about... Um, so Disney is already pretty left, uh, but now they're they're getting yeah. attacked from the left because they're not left enough uh, when it comes to uh, an LGBTQ legislation in Florida. So we'll talk about that. Well, and I have an uplifting story about a California woman who was rescued, pulled out of a, an inferno. I mean, her car was completely on fire and she would have died if this guy did not stop and pull her out and save her life. And it's just a, a really amazing hero story. All right, looking forward to that. We are going to start here with story number one and the latest on Ukraine before we get to uh, our main story of the day that we want to dive into, which is this quote unquote, don't say gay bill, end quote. Um, yes. But yeah, we're going to start here with um, Ukraine, what's going on there. Biden has uh, announced uh, plans to ban Russian oil imports, um, which is a move he initially didn't do and was criticized for that. He also announced an executive order coming this week on cryptocurrency. This one's very interesting and raises a lot of eyebrows as um, he is expected to sign an executive order this week that will mark the first step, quote, towards regulating how digital currency is traded. The move comes as administration officials, quote, raise concern in recent, we recent weeks about Russia's use of cryptocurrency to evade the impact of crushing sanctions in response to their invasion of Ukraine. Uh, and so that has a lot of people thinking, hey, this is government using this situation in Ukraine and, and Russia to get the government's greasy paws on regulating cryptocurrency. Government does not like it. They're never fans when there's currency that they don't have control over. Um, on a smaller scale, it was the same thing with uh, online poker and online wagering that became popular uh people the government didn't have control over that and so they swooped in and shut it all down and said you can only come back up if if we can regulate it so obviously cryptocurrency a much bigger deal than and that than online gambling but um it just shows the government and what they tend to do with that so be on the lookout for that we'll we'll keep you posted on the latest with that uh, President Zelensky, uh, in a speech today, he accused the West of having, quote, responsibility in the death of Ukrainians because they didn't do a no-fly zone within its borders. Um, but the reason that hasn't been done is a, a lot of people think that would really escalate the war dramatically. Uh, and so Zelensky spoke out about that and said, Russia in the last 30 years has not lost much of military air equipment as it has lost in these 13 days in Ukraine. There have been reports of hundreds of... Um, uh, I think over a hundred, I don't have that number in front of me, but, but it's a large number of Russian aircraft that have been allegedly shot down. Uh, but he said, but they still have enough equipment for killing enough rockets for terror. 
And in order to throw them down on us, regular people uh, on many, many dozens of Ukrainian cities, you know, they have the ability to fly around and do it. So he said 13 days during which we've just been hearing promises when they tell us that, yes, very, very soon you'll get help in the sky. There'll be planes given to us. Um, and he said the fault lies with the invaders, but the responsibility for this lies also with those who have not been able to make an obviously necessary decision somewhere in the West uh, for these 13 days. And so some some blunt words there from Zelensky, who everyone has been praising around the globe. And so we'll see how um, the West responds to that. So there's kind of the biggest developments going on right now. There's more evacuations as the raids continue uh in ukraine so we're going to move on now to the parental rights and education bill this has become a rallying cry for far left activists and the media has interestingly picked up their talking points and run with them so what does the bill say um it really focuses on parental rights and it it, it talks about um uh, parents should have fundamental right to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children. And so it, there's a lot of language in this bill that talks about um, notifying parents, making keeping them involved, giving them a chance to speak back if they uh, if they have a problem with something and mandating that that the school would respond in a certain amount of time. That's what the bulk of the bill is. But there's a couple lines on um, gender identity, and here, here's one of them. It said, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or, for higher grades, in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So that's the thrust of this bill, yet when you look at the media... The headlines all say something interesting. Here's CNN. Florida students participate in massive walkout to protest the, quote, don't say gay bill. Uh, Variety. After the, quote, don't say gay, end quote, bill backlash, uh, Disney CEO expresses unwavering support for LGBTQ community. Um, Another headline. Boycott Disney grows over calls to condemn uh, or over Disney's refusal to condemn, quote, don't say gay, end quote, bill. You get the idea. Reuters is about the only one, guys, that I noticed in my Google search that did not use the, quote, don't say gay, end quote, bill. And uh, C- CBS News, DeSantis defends controversial, quote, don't say gay, bill. So I want to play a quick clip here. This was a reporter in Florida um, asking, it's hard to hear him, his, he's off microphone, but he he says the don't say gay, he, fr- he phrases it in that way, and here's DeSantis' response. Take a listen to this. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. Well, it says advanced classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. So, I mean, that was the, the back and forth there. And he really called out the reporter for just parroting this narrative because 
you know, critics of the sexual gender stuff being taught in schools, they're calling this grooming because you are pushing this on, as he said, five, six, seven-year-olds at a public school. And uh, that's disturbing to a lot of people. And, you know, it should be to Christians as well. But yet they're labeling it a, quote, don't say gay bill. And then the everyone's repeating that. And so interestingly, guys, I want to know, does anyone know who these unnamed critics are? I looked at a lot of articles today. Um, not exhaustive by any means. There's a lot of articles on it, but I looked at probably a couple dozen of them and all of them just said critics. They don't say who, and everyone's quoting this in their headline. Isn't this, I mean, before we go on farther, guys, I have a couple more things on this, but isn't that irresponsible to do that? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, this is, this is what the media does though, right? They take something, they run with it. They, they want to get clicks and that's the biggest problem. Like the media have moved into this, you know, era. And by the way, people haven't trusted the media for decades. This is a new problem, but it's gotten worse. Accelerated. Right. It's accelerated because it's all about getting clicks, getting people to, to watch or to read. And so you say or do whatever you need to do to make that happen. And I think some of it's even inadvertent. I don't even know how much of it mm. is. It's like you're but, so laziness driven. or it's laziness, right? Right. Like you right. just say, oh, that's the don't say gay bill. You know, well, right. well why would you yeah. call it that? I mean, what if I called it the um, stop child grooming bill? Well, because he, and here's the and here's the thing, right? What I do love about this debate, if you were to say the don't say Jesus bill and make it all about how we're not going to teach religion <laughs> right. because parents right. have the right, they'd all love it, right? So you know, you pick and choose apparently what issues you care about right. people being taught, right? Where's you know, K to three? Yeah, and that's my reaction, and I got a couple more points to get through on this, but I mean that is my reaction too. Is where's the consistency? Because you're right, these same. Folks on the left would absolutely flip out, and we've seen them flip out. If someone were to say, hey, did you know God made them male and female? You guys are male and female. That's how God made you guys, you know? And you started talking about God's design for you, they'd flip out. They'd flip out. But this ideology, this secular religion of LGBTQ+, it's perfectly okay for that to be in school, apparently. So... Um, so a couple more things real quick on this, uh, president Biden then weighed in and he said, I want every member of the LGBTQI plus community, especially the kids will be impacted by this hateful bill to know that you are loved and accepted just as you are. I have your back and my administration will continue to fight for the protections and safety you deserve. What, what five-year-old is, needs that? I mean, Really? There, there's no five-year-old that that is, I, I'm sorry, that's just, it's absurd. It's absurd. But um, uh, another one uh, from the White House account said, today, conservative politicians in Florida advanced legislation designed to attack LGBTQI plus kids. Instead of making growing up harder for young people, POTUS is focused on keeping schools open and supporting students' mental health. I mean, I... Honestly, I'm a little bit out of a loss for words for that. But um, so that that's basically it. And then you have, then the culture picks up on it, guys. This is the last clip I'll play and we can talk. But uh, here is uh, Kate McKinnon on Saturday Night Live after the joke of the bit was she was like misunderstanding the bill and saying like, oh, that's great. Like using gay as a slur. They're not allowed to say it. So that's great. So she kind of misinterprets it and then she's corrected and here's the response. I feel like there's been a misunderstanding. See, the law actually means that you can't acknowledge that gay exists at all. 
It's not what it says, by the way. Yeah, yeah, like teachers can't speak about gay people in history or if a kid has a gay family member. What? Yeah, and if a kid, you know, confides that they're gay to a teacher, the teacher has to out them to their parents. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm sorry to break this to you. I, 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 it probably is affecting what you were going to say. Uh, no, yeah. Okay, well, that's okay. Oh, no, I'll, I'll say something. It's oh. just that thing of, like, when they say don't say gay, you know, then it's, like, stuck in your head, but it's fine. I can okay. do it. Okay. Anyway, I am, I am deeply gay. Sorry. <laughs> Concerned. So, and it goes on. But, guys, n I know it's a comedy show, right? But they are commenting on the news. None of what he said is in the bill. Absolutely none of it. Also, none of what was said at all was funny. That no, that's that's but, a good point too. Um, that's beside the point too. That's beside yeah. the point. But yes, you're right. None of that's in the bill. And but this is just <laughs> what we're dealing with um as Christians who have yeah. to, you know, our worldview is mocked. The the media takes leftist talking points and runs again it run runs contrary to it to, to in on purpose to paint you as some sort of hate monger who hates people when honestly uh, it seems it's mind-blowing to me, guys, that this is a controversial issue when it's focused on 5th, 6th, and 7th grade and we don't want to talk about in the public schools, it's not the teacher's job to sit there and push gender ideology on them. How is that controversial? I, I don't understand. Oh, this issue. <laughs> I mean, it's because it's like, I don't know. I just, it's fascinating to me to watch, and I can't reiterate this point enough, the same people who have made sure that the separation of church and state, something that was mentioned in a letter, you know, became the rule of law, and they're so obsessed with it, and nobody can mention anything. No coach can pray on the 50-yard line. You know, right. keep your prayers away from the school. But, oh, let's just indoctrinate kids with whatever we want, and then when people try to push back, Let's just, you know, force it on them and then misrepresent the entire debate so that we can win it based on false information. It's just it is it is wild to watch. And here's the other thing. I do think it's fascinating to also watch these victory laps. Look, they've dominated the left entertainment they've dominated media and they've dominated universities now and for a very long time so the natural progression of that is going to be a culture that moves in that direction it's just to me if you can't be honest about what you're trying to do then maybe your argument isn't as ironclad as you thought it yeah. was yeah yeah well and also i mean just the reporting like you were pointing out dan is just it's just made up yeah. It's just fabricated. Like I was reading, and we'll get into Disney in a, in a minute uh, with the second story, but I was reading a, an article responding to Disney uh, and their decision on this issue. Uh, and and the, the reporter said that if a student were to ask, why is Minnie Mouse wearing a rainbow dress? The teacher would not be allowed to even respond to the question because of this bill, which is like, that, that's, that's not what? No, that's not. What are you even talking about? So there's also, so much. Also, is that just made up? Yeah. And also, is that an imperative? Is that some big loss that the teacher wouldn't just say, OK, we're not <laughs> talking about Minnie Mouse today, guys. We're moving on dot com to yeah. something else. I mean, what? Right. I don't so, know. All I'm going to say, guys, guys, can I just say real I'm sorry to interrupt Trey, but as a full disclosure, homeschooling family here, I'm just saying these, <laughs> these homeschooling ads, this PR campaign for homeschooling has just been phenomenal. I don't know who's funding it, but it's been crazy. Well, carry on. Yeah, and, and I think it's there definitely are definitely been working. sponsors of this show, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, look, I think the other issue too is that, like culturally, we've created this uh, this division. There, there's what's morally good, uh, and then there's what's 
immoral. Uh, and of course, in a, a secular world that's devoid of, of yeah. God, uh, those those terms are all twisted and and like, you know, perverted. So the moral good is advocating for all things LGBTQ, like whether that actually is moral or not. That is the decided moral good. Uh, and in our era, the media is an activist organization. Uh, so they have to advance the moral good. Uh, so it's I think a lot of times it's just a knee jerk reaction. So when yeah. somebody somewhere, even if it was just one LGBTQ advocate said it's the don't say gay bill, all the media was like, oh, that's good. We have to latch onto that because they're advancing the moral good. So we have to side with them. Uh, and I think that's kind of how we end up. We've ended up here, which is yeah. you know, in a ridiculous position. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that. Like I said before, be be consistent. Either we push moral ideologies in school or we're allowed to speak multiple different moral, um, you know, ideologies in school or we're not. And, uh, apparently they, like you said, uh, Trey, like your one side is allowed and one side isn't. And so there's no consistency there. And it, that makes it even more, you know, uh, dubious when you're, when you're watching all this go down. So Anyhow, that's yeah. uh, that's all I got on that. We'll keep reporting on that story. Um, right now, that bill stalled, by the way. They haven't voted on it. So um, TBD yet. What's going to happen with that one? Yeah. All right. So story number two, we're going to stick with this topic, but we're going to get into a little bit of the minutia on it because I think it's uh, interesting, particularly with Disney, which is yeah. uh, obviously props up much of the Florida economy with all of their resorts and, of course, all the theme parks uh, in Orlando. Um, so... On the heels of the bills, that bill's passage, the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is not really what it's called. So I don't know if, if we mentioned its real name. So its real name is the Parental Rights and Education. I think you said yeah. it at the top, Dan. Uh, so that's the actual name of the bill. Uh, so after that was passed by the House, like you said, it's stalled right now. It's it's, it's uh, waiting for the Senate to pick up. Uh, so right after that, it was reported by the Orlando Sentinel that Disney donated money to every lawmaker who sponsored or co-sponsored the legislation. Now they, those donations had been made way in advance of this bill. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with this bill. Uh, they donated to many Republicans and many Democrats. And it just happened that, that the Republicans that Disney had donated to, uh, I think in, in the amount of like $4,000 uh, had gone to these Republicans who also recently happened to sponsor this this bill. So it was there was no correlation between the bill and the donations. Uh, Disney is just a, a huge company in Florida and they want to keep politicians on both sides of the aisle happy. And that's all that that's how that works. So uh, the Bob Chapek, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, though, has been taking some heat from leftist advocates uh, because he's been reticent to boldly condemn the Florida legislation. Uh, he's drawn criticism from Glad, whose CEO, Sarah Kate Ellis, said companies like Disney need to be speaking out uh, strongly against bills like this. Uh, she said companies that do business in Florida, Texas, and dozens of other states considering anti-LGBTQ legislation not only have a responsibility to speak out for their LGBTQ customers and employees, they also have a real opportunity to educate the public about these unpopular and harmful bills uh, and stop them from becoming Law. So again, a lot of the criticism, like we just talked about earlier, is based in fantasy because it's not what's actually in the bill. Um, but it, an interesting critic uh, was Bob Iger, who was Chapek's uh, 
predecessor. Uh, he was the the president, uh, the CEO of Disney before Chapek took over. Uh, he was the chairman of the board for Disney for a long time. He's now just a chairperson. He's not the chairman anymore. Uh, he said, I'm with the president on this. The president, as uh, you said, Dan, had condemned it as hateful. Uh, he said, if passed, this bill will put vulnerable young LGBTQ people in jeopardy. So I think that's interesting because Chapek at Disney is not only facing criticism from the left, when he's running a company that's already leftist. So he's facing criticism from his own, you know, from their own side. He's also facing criticism from Bob Iger, who is a, a chair member and a, a pretty prominent person at Disney. Um, but this is what was most interesting. Chapek released an internal memo. It's pretty long and you can read the whole thing at faithwire.com. Uh, but I think the most interesting part is this, is, is, is why he has not released a very strong statement condemning the bill. He said, as we have seen time Time and again, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds. Instead, they're often weaponized by one side or the other to further divide and inflame. Simply put, they can be counterproductive and undermine more effective ways to achieve change. Uh, he said that he consulted with LGBTQ leaders before making the statement, uh, and he said that he'll talk more about the issue at the Reimagine Tomorrow Summit in April with uh, Disney employees. Uh, he also did note that Disney has plenty of pro-LGBTQ uh, content out on Disney Plus, and they've put uh, LGBTQ characters in their shows and the movies and and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't that he was he certainly is is advocating for uh, the LGBTQ side. But what's interesting is that he said that it's counterproductive to release a statement. Uh, and the takeaway that I got from it, which is why it matters, I think, uh, is. It, he's pointing out the obvious that it doesn't make good business sense for an organization to take a position on everything under the sun. Um, that there's no reason for this. And I think that's what's what we're seeing happening uh, with companies on, on any number of issues, uh, but certainly on the LGBTQ stuff is there, these companies are kind of eating, eating themselves with this because uh, they're like, well, you're, you're, you're left, but you're not left enough. So you got to be more left. So we're going to, we're going to essentially cancel you until you decide to be left enough uh, and they end up harming themselves. Uh, so, you know, I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves. If we're going to make these litmus tests for every issue, uh, including LGBTQ stuff, uh, when does it stop? Uh, and, and where does it stop? And what's going to be left when we, when we come up and, and the, the dust settles. Yeah. So it, it's, it's an interesting response from Chapek so far. We'll see if he's, if he stands his ground uh, or if he ends up kind of kowtowing. Yeah. And I think that sentiment on, um, you know, the, you know, whoever, whichever one it was, it said, uh, you know, that you, these, these corporate statements don't do much. I mean, that yeah, is, Chapek. that is how corporates, uh, companies, that's how companies used to handle PR. Right. It's really interesting yeah. because I think it was after the George Floyd um, incident that really things sort of changed on that front. Uh, because I remember even 10, 15 years ago, companies just didn't want any of the, they didn't want to get in any of it because it just, like he said, it's just, it just used to, to pit people against one another. It's not worth it. No. And so what we're seeing now is companies have decided, and I think they've been bullied into it. They've decided that they'd rather just appease uh, certain bullies. I mean, you're certainly not going to see and I think it's leftist bullies that are winning because you're certainly not going to see any company fold to a pro-life group, are you? I mean, what? Yeah, right. Like, is is the NBA going to be um, pressured and harangued and hectored into putting um, fetus images on the side of the court, saying "Let's protect the unborn"? 
Well, no, because you don't have a media, just like we were talking about right. in the last story, who's going to come and support that. Right. But what you have here is they're going to label it Don't Say Gay. They're going to repeat it over and over. Then Hollywood's going to integrate it into their storylines. Yeah. And, and by the time it's over, the right doesn't have that. And it's amazing because they know that the country's divided, right? Corporations. Have, it's interesting to me that corporations have decided to become activists and fold to activists, essentially, on one side of the aisle, knowing they have to have calculated that this is going to irritate and anger. I mean, people were burning NFL jerseys, you know, when they were kneeling for the flag and things like that. Um, and so it's just honestly, it's a shift in culture. And, you know, it would be nice to see that pendulum shift back the other way to where corporations weren't, you know, so like they're it's they're free to do whatever they want. I mean, it's not there's no rule. I, I just think it's better for society if they stay out of this stuff, because like. Like he said, it just divides. It just is used to as a weapon, uh, one Except way or the other. Bake the cake. You better bake the cake. Yeah, better bet, but bake the cake. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it, it is interesting, and I think the biggest problem with all of it. I'm not even as concerned. Obviously, it's concerning that that companies and individuals feel like they don't have the ability to have free speech or to do anything they actually want to do without fear of this kind of retribution. But the bigger issue is that culture is just filled with a ton of people who have been lied to and told that they can mm. never be offended, that yep. they can never be made sad, that any feeling, emotion, or whim that they have is their truth and they can just move with it. And that's why they're unable to accept that maybe Disney might give a donation to somebody who has an opinion they don't like. I mean, it's, it's actually completely wild to me, but I think it's a direct result of just the fact that we're raising young people who are now growing up to be adults. Millennials are getting older and Gen Z is becoming like young adult. And these people are not able on the whole to handle divergent viewpoints. Yeah. Now hundred percent. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll obviously keep you updated on that story as it, it definitely matters, you know, what culture is doing, uh, on this front, because it, it grates against the Christian worldview. Absolutely. Well, now for a story that won't enrage you. This will actually make you happy. Um, this is really an amazing story. It's about this California woman named Christine Smith. She was in the car recently, uh, last Wednesday, in fact, with her granddaughter and her husband, and they heard this pop noise under the car, and suddenly the vehicle burst into flames. So they're not quite sure what happened, but it happened very, very quickly. They pulled the car over. From what I understand, her husband and her granddaughter got out, but they weren't able to get her out, and she had recently had knee surgery. I don't know if it was a knee replacement, some kind of surgery. So getting out of the car was really difficult. And the flame spread so quickly that she said to herself, you know, the car could have blown up at any time. She said, quote, I wasn't thinking of anybody stopping in that situation because the fire was so big. Mm. So here's this woman sitting in the car, assuming I'm probably going to die, right? I mean, just picturing this situation, it happened so fast. But here's the thing, she was wrong. There was a guy named Elton Ward. He's driving down the road with his daughter. He sees the car on fire. He pulls over. And here's the moment, and this is the why it matters too, because this guy could have, like a lot of other people, probably been like, I'm not going near that, like that, who knows? But he found out she was in the car. He runs up to the vehicle. Remember, she said it could have blown at any moment. He, he opens the door, he pulls her out of the car, and he said that it was just a matter of 30 seconds. Right after he got her out, boom, the first explosion. So wow. this guy risked his life, got this woman out, um, and there were huge flames again, you know, massive sort of, you know, she would have died. Basically, first responders said if this guy did not stop and did not pull her out, 
she would have died. And so, you know, Christine Smith said, quote, thank the good Lord. He sent me a good Samaritan that stopped for me. And mm-hmm. so the two of them had this emotional reunion um, this week. And he's a young guy. She's an old grandma, um, an older grandma. And the two of them were just hugging and they've got this bond now. And she said, you know, you became my grandson that day. And it's just, it's an amazing story. It's a simple story, but it's another one that shows us the power of just stopping to help someone else. This is a stranger he didn't know. He could have died that day, right? He could have also died, and yet he risked his life to make sure she would be able to get home to her grandkids. Mm. It's just, it's a really cool story. It's really great. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, fire, I mean, I, I think it's easy to sit and say, like, I mean, I know we know all know that's impressive, but, you know, you kind of don't feel the full gravity and weight of what it's like going near a fire like that or something that might when you get actually close to a big fire it's so intensely hot and you just mm. i mean honestly you ever have that conversation of what would be the worst way to die like drowning or burning in a fire I, burning would be one of the worst possible ones I, I mean it's just horrible and uh i you know so to think of the bravery there to to you know like you said that could explode at any moment um, and just being near that heat and doing it like that's when you're really, you are really just, you know, lay, willing to lay down your life for someone else. And that's, you know, as Christians who, you know, our souls have been saved by someone who laid down their life for us. It's, it's, it resonates. It really does. Yeah, no, it's a true, it's a true hero story and it's a true story of, of selflessness. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were saying, Dan, which is just, it's incredible whenever you see that because it kind of reminds you of, of, of what human beings are capable of when we're operating in the, you know, at, at our best. And we're, it's really is whether this man is a Christian or not, it's a reflection of the fact that we're all created in God's image. So yeah. anything, any good we do uh, can be credited back to just God's goodness in this world uh, so it's just beautiful to see these kinds of stories yeah absolutely all right well that is all the time we have for today we made it through tuesday another step closer to the weekend we're here for oh. you this is what we do <laughs> the best <laughs> podcast for getting you through the news and to the weekend i mean there's none that compares they just don't so thanks for being here appreciate it as always head on over to cbnnews.com faithwire.com for more news from a christian perspective god bless We will see you back here tomorrow. Lord willing, and the crick don't rise. (laughs) 